<laughs> Hello and welcome to Moose and Squirrel, but we're married, a podcast within a podcast, a bonus pod, if you will, um, from the Up to and Including Death Pod mm-hmm. cast. My name is Dr. Trish Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And we have a very fun episode today of Supernatural. Yeah, I don't know it, so I can't guarantee it's fun. Um, it's been a while since we recorded, I feel like. Since Thursday? You said that last week, too. I know. It just felt like so long because we had a few movies in the pocket. And we thought, oh, we could record more in advance. Yeah, and now we're all falling behind and not to play catch-up. Well, we're not falling behind because we had the episode come out. It is currently Wednesday. And so this podcast comes out on Thursday. Yeah. So I think we're doing pretty well. Except we're going out of town on Saturday, and we got to get a, another one recorded for Tuesday. Well, when you say it like that, John, I think that we probably need to record tomorrow night after we get back. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. So uh, it's been a fun few week, I would say. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Moving right along. Yeah. Yeah. Status quo. Status quo. Nothing. That's the way we like it. That's the way we like it. Kids no are. News is good news. It's probably going to be some uh, slam doors. Yeah, we have children. We have children, grumpy children. Door slam. Door slam. So today we're watching episode 11. Oh, well, actually, no, that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the first week of school. Well, so you've been at school for two weeks now. You're a college boy. Yeah, I'm in the middle of my second week. A college man. Yeah. Yes, and so you're in the middle of your second week. How's that going for you? It's going fine. Yeah. Yeah. I am teaching currently eight college courses. And the normal amount is about three to four. Okay. I am slowly unraveling. And everything's fine. It's only week two, so we'll see how things go. <laughs> <laughs> I did mention this podcast to one of my to my class in one of my classes. I have so many classes though I can't remember too much about which one I where I said what crazy thing. But when I said that it well a student perked up and then came up to me later and said, Are you a Sam girl or a Dean girl? And that was a fun conversation. Are you a Sam boy or a Dean boy, John? Oh, Dean is way better than Sam. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um but ooh, bad me. It's always you. I that's not true. Um so this po- this episode is probably why it's really hard for me to be a Sam girl. Is there a child just rolling around on the ground? Yeah, it's crispy. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> we we stalk our children. We have a camera in the kitchen, and that's what that alarm was, which is like someone's in the kitchen. Um, and sometimes you see the kids in their natural habitats, and it's a little stalkerish. But it's silly. But it's silly and fun. But they all have access to the camera, so they all know about the camera, and they have it on their phones and devices as well. But anyway, so this episode makes Sam look like a little baby. This Just this one? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or the ten previous to this one as well? So, episode 11, Scarecrow, teleplay by John Siobhan, uh, story by Patrick Sean Smith, and directed by Kim Manners again. Now, Kim Manners directed Dead in the Water, which was awesome. But he also directed Bugs. So, yeah, so he's three for three. <laughs> sure. If I only had a brain, well, maybe it has. 
Um, a malevolent scarecrow could be why strangers to Burkittsville, Indiana don't get out of town alive. Yeah, is this going to be the 45-minute Jeepers Creepers? Jeepers Creepers. Well, that's a very Jeepers Creepery-looking scarecrow, as you mentioned last time. Original air date was January 10th, 2006. So, Asylum, the last one we did, 11-22-05. We had Thanksgiving. We had Christmas. It's now January, and we get Scarecrow. Are you excited? Yeah. I mean, this one looks like it has potential, and you seem to enjoy this one. Yeah. I would like to talk at some point about how it's always, like, permanently fall or late or spring in Supernatural. I guess so. Maybe. Okay, so what should we, should we, like, watch this? Yeah. Should we watch this show? that's the plan. Is this what this podcast is about? It's been so long. Oh, okay, let's watch it. Holy crap, a dude lost his face. Yeah, I'm wondering how the scarecrow accomplished that, and so quickly and so cleanly. Okay, so a couple is at a nice town, and they're just having a good time. They're giving goodbye pie, and someone else has filled up their, their gas, their fancy brand new Ford Mustang, is being filled up with gas at an old-timey pump. And they're saying, oh, I'm so glad we got lost. And it's so good to see you guys. Blah, blah, blah. And then, so they leave. And then some Chekhov's gun happens. Well, it's, what's really weird is, too, the car dies in, like, three different ways. But before you do that, before you do that, the, the tattoo. Oh, yeah. They point out the nice tattoo. Yeah, to the guy who has some kind of, like, um... Tribal... Tribal bullshit. Douchebag 90s tattoo. Yeah. So, in any case, uh, we cut to the cars in the middle of a creepy orchard at night, and then the car breaks down in three ways. Could you tell us the ways, John? Well, the engine cuts out, and the headlights die. So it tells you the battery and the alternator probably went. Yep. And then it was overheating. Yep. It's like, it's very, very odd that... And the cell phone died. Yeah, and the cell phone died, too. So it's almost like something mystical happened. Yeah. So, of course, the the boyfriend's brilliant idea is to go trampsing through the orchard because he sees a house in the distance. Why is that not brilliant? I mean, that's what you would normally do. Just go into the woods? It's not the woods. You can see the house. I don't know. You could see a light. Yeah, but if you need help, you go to the first source possible, which yeah. would be that house. Your butt. I would have stopped texting while we're doing this. Oh. Is this necessary for you to check at this exact Yes, second? it was my college email. Oh. I need to be on top of things because I have work that I'm on call for. Yeah. And I have. College. Emails. Yeah. Email. And you have podcasting to do. I'm but doing it, all of it. You're doing it all, John. It's really amazing. Don't be sarcastic. You are amazing. I wasn't being sarcastic. <laughs> that sounds sarcastic, too. Oh, is this just. I like, don't know what to believe. You don't <laughs> well, in any case, uh, the, the couple. Is very grumpy with each other now, and the woman's like, I can't believe you got us in the woods. Yeah, why are you texting while you're supposed to be podcasting? That's not what she said. And then they make it to the most terrifying scarecrow that's obviously a dude. It's like a human man's body. She sees his head move. Yeah, and it's like the skin of the face is all like skin. Yeah. It's not like they made a scarecrow out of, scarecrow out of burlap. This is made out of obviously tanned leather of some kind. And so it's super gross. Anyway, so then uh, they start running because they hear something behind them. Yeah, and like 
It was just like trees rustling, which you would hear every time you walk through the woods, even if yeah. there's just a slight breeze. But you know the nice thing is now we're watching it on a much better player, but I also think they're doing better at not having me pitch black dark all the time into in the in the direction. So you get yeah. some more light. Um, but I saw something. We, so we have PlayStation 5. It's no big deal. <laughs> we're fancy. But like it's like the fancier player, which... I have literally watched this this show, this episode, like a dozen times. I've done a lot of rewatches, but a lot of times you do rewatch, you just rewatch the first three seasons or whatever, or you start at the first season and then you stop your rewatch for whatever reason, you start over again. So I've watched this episode a lot, and I've never seen when she sees her dead boyfriend husband or whatever on the ground, his face is fully skinned. Yeah, it's just a skeleton and blood. And eyeballs. Yeah. And, like, I never saw that before because the TVs were always too dark and also the player was not high enough definition to get that great grizzly goods. Your, your TV was too dark. My TV was too gar- dark, true, but I also watched it on the uh, my new TV with you. Like, we saw this episode together, which you don't remember. That would have been on your old dark-ass TV at your house. Was that before I got a new TV? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got that with... Okay, never mind. Okay, well, they're probably not okay. This was also one year ago in that in that ramshackle town we mentioned. Um, and I'm sure uh, everything's fine now. Everything's fine. They probably... He got some duct tape, put it on it there. It just an accident. He it's put fine. some Flex Seal on his face. He's probably fine. That's a great idea. Okay. If I lost my face, I want to replace it with Flex Seal. No, it didn't be harder to kiss. Would that be wrong? Would that be considered blackface though? Probably. Black, so maybe not. You could paint it, but the whole so. thing wouldn't work because it's not human skin. Uh, it's just like it though. Flex no, seal. it's not. Flex Seal could replace your own skin. That's not. It's not what we're saying. But if Flex Seal does want to support us as a podcast. <laughs> They're free to call us. <laughs> and I will put it on my face. And put John... No, not on your face. Oh, we'll get a boat or something. Okay, let's keep going. Would you like to repeat what you just said? <laughs> Sam is acting like a whiny bitch. He is such a whiny bitch. Okay, so we cut to what happened at the end of the last episode. Yeah, Sam gets a phone call from Negan. Negan, old dad has called... It's like, Dad, are you okay? I'm fine. Are you guys okay? And then he refuses to answer any Sam's questions about what he's doing, who he's going after, where he is. Yeah. Right? It's normal, bro. Totally normal. And then Dean, at the whole time, Dean was asleep. That's why Sam picked up the phone. And so Dean wakes up and really, wait, is that Dad? And you can see him holding his hand out for the phone because he really wants to talk to his dad. It's just yeah. the saddest thing. And then finally, Dean does take the phone because Sam is, of course, picking a fight with the dad. And he's like, yes, sir, we'll be right there. And so they leave the hotel because dad has sent them on a case. Yep. Right. And because uh, he's calling from a payphone, and Sam has decided, you know what? No, I'm going to go to California and I think find out or go back to school. I can't. It's been so long, but he's done with his bullshit. He's not just going to do what dad says. He's going to find dad. Yeah. Stupid dad. And so Dean, of course, won't do that because Dean is the loyal subject of their father's rule. And so he has left Sam because Sam jumped out of the car and started walking the other way like a little petulant child. Yeah. Yes. As, as he does. That said, 
I can definitely see where Sam's coming from. It's got to be incredibly frustrating to like, you know, you're, you're looking for your stupid dad and he's not wanting to be found. You finally get in touch with him and he acts as all cagey and stuff and won't let you in. But yeah, but that's not all they're doing is looking for their dad. I know they're doing other stuff. They're doing cool shit. Like he gets to be in a demon fighting duo of credit card fraud and all kinds of awesome stuff. Where they don't have to do any real work. They just get to go and have fun and meet ladies and drink beers and fight demons. Yeah, but the like, fighting the demon part does risk your life. Oh, that sounds like fun, though, still. Okay. I would do that more than go to school and that job. You better not go out and fight demons oh, without me. To. If someone offered up some free credit card money to go fight demons... I think if it was like, if I didn't have any debts... And I could, I could just be like, you look, you could just, like, scam your way and fight demons. I think that would be very tempting. Yeah. But we do right. have a lot of responsibility that's not killing demons, though. No, but we're not Sam or Dean. That was the dog, not a ghost. Just so you know, people. Um, okay, well, we're about, to, uh, we're about to watch some more stuff, huh? Yeah. Okay. It was the tattoo. It was the tattoo. We saw it. Again. They made it very obvious that that was pointed out at the beginning. Yes. They found the tattoo on this. Gene found it on the spooky scarecrow. Yeah. Weird, huh? Yeah. Got the same tattoo as the missing guy. Yeah. Sam is hitchhiking in the middle of nowhere and turns around and there's just a blonde woman sitting on the ground. Yeah. Normal. Normal. Totally normal. She. So they go up and... uh, like in in their talk, and she's like, "I'm not gonna talk to you. You could be a murderer." And then some creepy trucker stops and let says, "I'll just take the girl." Yeah, wouldn't that be the first sign of her to be like, "I'm about to be sexually assaulted." Yep. Like he's like, "I'm taking you. I'm just taking the girl." Not the man. And she's like, "I'm done. I'm into this." Um. So anyway, so that is that is Sam's current journey away from Dean. Dean's journey is trying to figure out what dad has sent him to figure out, which is this missing couple that went through this creepy town where missing couples go missing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. What the hell was that? A scarecrow? It was a scarecrow, and they almost killed the guys. Killed the guys? Okay, so... A couple. Dean knows that there's something fishy going on. And he asks, and he figured out it's ones and twos, right? It's like it's got to be a male and a female female that are slaughtered to make the apples grow. Well, I don't think he figured that much out Well, yet. he figured out that it does have to be a sacrifice of a male and female because Dean does know stuff. And you had, like, goo in your hair, your beard. You just had, like, ice cream leavings in your beard. Oh, saving that for later. I'm sorry I threw it just into the room somewhere. Anyway, so... Uh, Meg is the person that Sam has been talking to at the bus station. She is like, just like Sam, she left her family because they wanted her to be smart, but not smart enough to scare away a man. And Dean, Sam really gets it because he had to leave, you know, he had to leave for similar reasons. The family wants things for him that he doesn't want. And he's smart. He knows he's smart. And Dean's figured since something was up and like the guys, everyone in the town is a real jerk to him. But they're really nice to the two strange people that happen to be male and female coming through town. Yeah. Almost as if they need them for sacrifice. Possibly. So, Probably to make the apples grow. Yeah. Dean is... Uh, oh, sorry for giving it away. Dean is literally driven out of town by the sheriff. 
Yeah, and it's then, a police escort to the border. Yeah, then turns around and gets there in time to save the couple from the scary scarecrow. Yeah, so far. Yeah, we're doing good, huh? Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Jobby! Yeah, they figured it out. They figured it out. So Dean called Sam and they made up. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. In the way that's the, oh, we can't talk about our feelings, but I have feelings. Yeah. Um, which is the normal thing for sibling relationships. <laughs> well, we don't have feelings. <laughs> no feelings, but you have feelings. Nah. Anyway, so um, they've made up kind of, uh, and Sam and Dean is telling him, uh, Sammy, all about the fact that they have uh, the, a pagan god on their hands and that he's got an appointment at the local community college to figure out, you know, which god it is. Because, and then Sam's like, yeah, because if you get, like, if you could figure out the god you might be able to figure out how to kill it as if dean doesn't already know it but it's another this is another instance and kim manners did this really well in other ones he's done where like you get this sort of like the information you need to know about like why is he going to a community college why are we doing this at all and it's also in a way that's very believable well he did it in a good way here too because of uh dean's like smart ass i know yeah i know it's like i know like it's like, it yeah, right of course. It's like I've been hunting for a lot longer than you because you fucked off to college for three years. Um, so, Good yeah. You whiny bitch. <laughs> John. Um, <laughs> so Sam is now thinking about it. He's thinking about the conversation. Yeah. And uh, and this lady comes up to him again, Meg. She's like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like she knows anybody in his life who would be on the other end of the phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you asking me that? Who are you talking to? It's really important that I hear about it. Um, and then Sam's all pensive. Meanwhile, Dean goes and he finds out that it's the god Vonner from the cigarette smoking man from X-Files. Which John hasn't seen X-Files, everybody. I don't know. I've seen a couple episodes, baby. Jeez. Oh, anyway. This was kind of boring. Okay. Well... I can't even with that right now. That's a whole other conversation. But uh, Cigarette Smoking Man, for those in the know, was in it. Hi, Steve. Um, and he's the uh, the college professor that when when Dean asked him uh, which Norse god it could be, right? Because all these foreign immigrants, they come in and they bring their gods with them, right? And some of these things do human sacrifice, right? So, they, so dude pulls out a giant tome, yeah. leather-bound tome, they open it up and they find the god and the pictures and stuff, but it's in English. No, I don't think it was in English. No, because Dean was reading it. I know. But Dean I doesn't read Old Norse. I guess not. I didn't even. It looked like it was in. No, it was just in like medieval script. Oh. Which is just malarkey. It's all malarkey. Um, but anyway. What do you mean? Supernatural is not 100% realistic, accurate? I had a long conversation in my intro class today about the word critical. And one of the big things about starting an introduction philosophy class I like to do is do a little mini logic unit. And the reason is because I want people to, like, think... I want people to start thinking critically, but without necessarily bashing something or tearing it down. So I love Supernatural, but I'm critical of it in the sense that I'm looking at what's present and and taking it apart and putting it back together. Yeah, like asking who's on the phone yeah and the thing is it's like sam's not really paying attention to her enough so it's not unusual to him but it's really weird that she's doing that yeah i would never go up to somebody i just met like a day before yeah had like 
three minutes of dialogue with, and someone calls him, and I'm like, who's that? Who's that? Who's this Karen person? <laughs> that's, a, that's a spun. So... At the creepy professor's house, uh, at the creepy professor, you know, blah, blah, blah. his office. At the creepy professor's office, um, Dean is leaving because he's found out that it's Bonner, that he can just burn down the fancy old tree that they brought from the old country to kill him. He goes to leave and then he gets a butt of a gun in his head. Yeah, the sheriff got him. All right, let's keep going. Uh-huh. Bad company is bad company. No. We just heard a song. That was there was the song "Bad Company" by I, Bad Company. I feel like we haven't heard too many songs lately. No, we mentioned that in the last episode. Yeah, was there any other songs in this episode? I've not. She was listening to something on her headphones when he first met her, but it was nondescript. I'm not sure if it was like a made-for-show music, yeah, or, or a very, very obscure song. But well, I for one enjoy this episode. What happened was. Sam, or so the townspeople, this town's pretty small. It has a one pump gas stop that is from like the 50s, right? It has a single diner, it has a cop. Yeah. And that's it. And it's all in in an orchard. That's all that's in this town. And so the dude that owns the gas station uh, has has a niece, right? That mm-hmm. he adopted after his, uh, the her mother and father, quote, died in a car accident. Yeah, that's suspicious. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, they the townspeople decides that they should use the niece as the next sacrifice, because that's what sacrifice means. Yeah. Because they've already got Dean in a hole. So they put the niece in the hole, and they tie Dean and, and the niece into, uh, like, onto a tree, waiting to be sacrificed. Meanwhile, Sam is worried about his brother. Yeah. And blonde lady, Meg, is all up in his butt about, like, oh, you don't have to go. You can stay with me. Come to California. He's like, I got to go see my brother. So Sam hotwires a car. Yeah. And he steals a car, and he goes and finds Sam, finds Dean and the lady. And Dean's like, oh, watch that. Wraps that scarecrow over there. If it moves, we got to go. He says, scarecrow? What scarecrow? Because it's already gone. Are you scared? I'm not scared. You're not scared. And then, so they run away, and then all the townspeople surround them with guns. Yeah, all the townspeople, like all eight people. All eight people in this town. That they kill two people for every season. Yeah, two people every single season. And so they're like, it's not going to be bad. It's a sacrifice. we got to do sacrifice. And then as the, as the uncle is trying to explain to his niece why they need to do a sacrifice, the, dude, the scarecrow puts a freaking like uh, scythe through his heart. And grabs him, and then also grabs the wife and takes him off. Because you know what? They're male and female, too. Yeah. Which he is, doesn't discriminate. He's yeah. Like, he's, uh, un, I, don't know, I can't think of the word, an all-inclusive god. Yeah, I thought there would be some ageism, but there wasn't. It was fantastic. And they definitely died. Um, so, in any case, though, it was very exciting um, that they got out. The next morning, they go and they burn the tree, which is very cool. We like burning trees. Yeah. When they're ancient Norse trees that allow gods to inhabit scarecrows. Somehow brought this tree over from Scandinavia. That's what you do with orchards, though. So, uh, little known fact about apple trees. If any given seed in an apple can produce, like, infinity kinds of apples. 
So if you plant a seed from a red delicious apple tree, it could produce a totally different type of apple. Yeah. So if you want a red de delicious apple, which is gross, so let's say Fuji apple. If you want a Fuji apple, what you do is you take a graft from the original Fuji apple tree. And yeah. so, and then you put it on a new tree. So it's actually quite easy to, to travel with grafts of trees back and forth. This was a very common thing that happened back in the olden days. They'd, tra they'd travel with like grafts or with like actual plants or something and you bundle them and, you know, maybe you actually bring like dozens of them. So one of them might live and yeah. you treat them all the way over. So that is actually, that does not go against incredulity. incredulity. It just seems weird. There's lots of orchards in the United States that uh, that have their origins in the home country. Oh. Yeah. Well, well what'd you think, John? It was a good episode. Did it? Was it as good as Bugs? Uh, it was probably better than Bugs, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> this third, the third... But it didn't have Stuart. It did not have Stuart. That is correct. I'm going to turn on the light really fast um, because I would like to read what the next episode is. I actually, re oh, we didn't actually get to the end of it. So Meg is in another shady van. This one had like a, um, like a, like a mural, painted, a on mural painted on the side. And the guy's like, so where to? And she says, how about you pull over? And so he's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> and she pulls out this old silver goblet that's got all these faces screaming on it. And then basically slits the guy's throat yeah. and makes a phone call. Through blood, which is With weird. With blood, which With is her gross. father. Yeah. She's talking to her father like, I don't understand. I could have taken them right then. Yeah. And just like the one-sided phone call. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Okay, Dad. I guess so. Very much like a teenager. Yeah. Um, so episode 12, Faith, is written by Sarah Gamble and Rayel Tucker again. Love Sarah Gamble. I don't think she's done any bad ones. Sarah Gamble and Will Tucker wrote uh, episode three, Dead in the Water, again, as well. I think this is her, the second one that she's done. But anyway, this dog is ready for bed and is such a butthole. <laughs> so, episode 12, okay, directed by Alan Croker, original air date January 17th, 06. Witness the miracle. Faith healer Roy LaGrange cures Dean after an accident leaves him near death. Witness the terror for everything LaGrange saves... Or for every life LaGrange says, another life must end. You excited? Um, yes. I'm excited. And I think there's just two things left to do. Um, husband picks the music. And the wife does the research. The research. Something like that. Okay, goodbye. Hi there. Welcome to the secret track by Trish. John's sleeping in the next room, so I thought I'd go ahead and tell you how you can contact us. Please email up to and including death at gmail.com. Hit us up on our socials, up to an ID at just about everywhere. That is two with the number two. And if you have a moment, it would be great if you could review us on iTunes or anywhere else. I'd also like to thank Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middles of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice, it's uh, copyrighted 2017, licensed under Creative Commons Attributions, share like license. And I'm going to go ahead and add the link to this to the show notes. Thank you, Stefan. And thank you, listeners. Goodbye.